1: Welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast. So today Kunal and I are very excited. We're going to talk about the silly season of Formula 1. And it's here already. The rumors are killing me, (laughs) Kunal. But not just yet. Before we get to the silly season, we have to talk about the Canadian Grand Prix just a few days away. And there's so much to look forward to.
0: Yes, but before I welcome all our listeners... And before we talk about the F1 silly season, or we talk about Canada, I think Mithila, you and I owe a sincere apology to our listeners. We've been a little late this week, but that's okay. I mean, that we doesn't... were busy
1: hanging out with Lewis Hamilton and Justin Bieber and doing <laughs> cool things in Canada. Sorry, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but honestly speaking, Mithila was a little under the weather. And I have a very straightforward question. Now, I know that you had a bit of a tooth pain, okay, over the start of the week, which is why we got delayed. I did. But did you or did you not use Sensodyne Rapid Relief?
1: (laughs) I actually did. And I'm happy to tell McLaren that at least something they're doing right this season (laughs) is their sponsorships.
0: (laughs) So as we near Canada, there are two big stories in my view. First is Hamilton versus Rosberg. Do we really have a fight? That's because... I strongly believe Rosberg's mental makeup would have taken a big beating after the loss in Monaco. Okay, the second big story and the one that I will really be glued about is Red Bull Racing versus Mercedes. You know, after the last two Grand Prix, the expectations from the Red Bull Racing camp have just gone up. And we all know that Renault will now bring two upgraded engines to Canada, which means Max Verstappen, everyone's favorite driver, will have an upgraded engine as well.
1: We'd love to see a fight in Canada. And Kunal, I think we finally are going to have a battle on our hands.
0: Yes. So Red Bull Racing and specifically Helmet Marco actually came forward a couple of days ago and said that Daniel Ricciardo is the best driver in Formula 1 today. This is obviously after saying that Verstappen is the future of Red Bull Racing, not more than a few weeks ago.
1: Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Let me finish laughing, Kunal. This is just hilarious. There is just so much damage control that I see going on here. So Ricciardo said one day that he's over Monaco and he's all charged up for Canada, which was some really good PR talk. And right after that, you have Marco going out and saying that Ricciardo is the best driver on the grid. Very, very good damage control.
0: (laughs) Ricciardo also said that he's 27 He doesn't have a world championship yet. And I wonder if he stated his age because the world keeps stating Verstappen's age all the time.
1: (laughs) Well, I am 27 and I don't have a world championship yet. If that helps Daniel Ricciardo, (laughs) but I doubt. I wonder how Nico Rosberg feels.
0: (laughs) He's 30, I know that.
1: (laughs) Ouch, below the belt.
0: So, this whole talk of this driver's our future and that driver's our future, Mercedes has now said that Pascal Verlein is their future. Okay, I don't know what tarot cards you're reading, but if they really believe in that, I would dare them to sign Pascal Wehrlein over Rosberg.
1: I think they're just feeling peer pressure after seeing how <laughs> Max Verstappen is killing
0: it. <laughs> and if no Rosberg, they've already said that they could consider Alonso or Vettel. Now, isn't this confusing in its own way? That hey, Pascal's our future, but if Rosberg's not available, we don't mind an Alonso or a Vettel.
1: My god, and Mercedes is also doing some good damage control. So they managed to save Rosberg over his Monaco pace or lack of it. And they said that his tires just didn't turn on. Now, that's not <laughs> something we didn't already know, but good job, Mercedes, saving
0: <laughs> Rosberg. <laughs> But Mercedes has to be very happy with the next piece of news that we are going to share. Of course, it's public. That Formula 1 is finally on the rise in Germany. I mean, a German team winning in Formula 1, but Formula 1 was actually on the decline. However, the rise is thanks to Max Verstappen and the chaos at the front of the grid. Now, I wonder, does that mean a Sebastian Vettel, who's also German... Winning is not good for Formula 1.
1: And what about Nico Rosberg? <laughs>
0: <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll probably say that he's half Finnish, half German and lives in Monaco. So Germany... And isn't
1: likely to win anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis Hamilton has said that he's stronger ever since his Monaco win. Now, obviously, because we've been seeing all his Instagram updates and he's having a whale of a time. But we cannot forget that he was gifted that victory. So he's yet to win a race on Merit this year.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. But that statement, I'm sure, was targeted towards Rosberg. You know, the mind games are only going to get better. And of course, Rosberg is hoping that his bad luck is finally over. And, you know, this is good old motorsport talk, which I've grown up with. And they say you're allowed one bad race. Per season, And we said this last episode, hopefully Monaco was that one bad race for Nico Rosberg.
1: More bad luck. Ferrari is one team that's been suffering from it in Canada. They haven't won here since 2004. Now, just to give our listeners some perspective, Max Verstappen was six years old, the last <laughs> time Ferrari won in Canada. Wow, <laughs> that's a really
0: long time. I've been reading about this and I spoke to a few friends who are, you know, engineers with Formula One teams and they said, of course, on the condition of anonymity, and this is where it gets funny, or rather this is where I have the fun, is they said probably the real-time tyre pressure monitoring is what is dogging Ferrari's pace.
1: We've also spoken about Ferrari's famous PR, so they have some more PR coming our way. Kimi Räikkönen has said that Ferrari's stronger circuits are yet to come. (laughs) Like Sepang and Sepang.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, this is after being, I think, what, 33% through the season? This way, the math would never work for them if they were to ever target a World Constructors Championship win.
1: I don't think the math is even intended to work as long as the PR does. (laughs) So, we finally get to the part where we discuss the driver's silly season. Now, there's just been so much happening and rumours are absolutely flying all over the place. So, starting with our world champion's Mercedes. So, Dr. Zetsche has indicated that Rosberg has a contract in 2017. Now, he would obviously know this better than anyone else. So, I think we should just not talk about Mercedes and talk about <laughs> everyone else. What's say, Kunal?
0: Okay, so here it goes. Kimi Raikkonen, Felipe Massa, Jensen Button, Valtteri Bottas do not have contracts for 2017. Actually, there's a longer list there, but let's not go there.
1: Pastor Maldonado doesn't have a contract <laughs> for 2017.
0: Maurizio arriva Ben has actually hinted that Raikkonen might stay with Ferrari. Well, if he actually doesn't, let's see who's in contention. And I think I'd start the list with Carlos Sainz Jr. Of course you would. Yes. (laughs) Jensen Button, Bottas, Perez, maybe Roman Grosjean. He's gone and staked his claim to that seat as well. And there is absolutely strong humours of Sergio Perez finally moving to Ferrari. So, Ferrari junior driver going to a Ferrari senior team. This is after... He was no longer a part of the junior team.
1: Wow. And for Sergio (laughs) Perez's sake, I hope there is some merit in that rumor.
0: Yes. Although it's very crucial. And I read this, I think, was it Joe Savard's blog? Or I think James Allen's blog. They said that Ferrari doesn't hire a driver unless he's a race winner elsewhere. But, you know, given the recent form of teams or in this case Mercedes, I think they'd have to settle for a podium finisher somewhere.
1: Pastor Maldonado is a race winner. <laughs> <laughs> Felipe Massa has been extremely vocal about his desire to continue in Formula 1. Oh, yes. And um, here's a question. Could Massa ever hope to reunite with Ferrari? <laughs> we know that's something Fernando Alonso won't do.
0: <laughs> Alonso's relationship goals with Ferrari are damn clear. But I'm glad you brought it about Felipe Massa because... Formula One's known to be the world of reunions, if you remember. I mean, Alonso went back to that, McLaren, you remember.
1: (laughs) (laughs) 2017 cars will decide Fernando Alonso's future.
0: Basically, he meant to say that if Formula One isn't fun anymore, he will seek his fun elsewhere.
1: And he doesn't mean deck chairs and beer, clearly. (laughs) Clearly.
0: I I still remember, I saw this last week and it was on on social media. There was a fan who tweeted the cover photo of a very well-established motorsport magazine, which had Fernando Alonso on the cover, of course, where he said that, my dream is to win Le Mans and the Indy 500. And the fan tweeted that picture to Chip Ganassi. And Chip replied back saying, listen, just ask him to contact me. Which means that Alonso wants to do Le Mans, he wants to do the Indy 500, and we also remember he wants to play football. (laughs) <laughs> multi-talented multi-world champion and he's still only wanting his third world championship and i think he can do much more
1: speaking of much more so fernando alonso's crash data was revealed he had a 46 g deceleration <laughs> i am Ouch. amazed that the mclaren can do anything so fast even if it's basically just crashing
0: <laughs> mclaren do not have a fast car but they surely want fast drivers
1: Question is, will Alonso and Button continue or will Van Doon finally get a real shot of the seat?
0: And this is in case Jensen Button doesn't move to Williams or for that matter if Van Doon gets a seat in McLaren. In which case Button might actually need to go.
1: So we could have Massa and Button at Williams or Bottas and Button. It all basically depends on whether Valtteri Bottas gets that Ferrari call. Ooh.
0: <laughs> this is also confusing. <laughs> I'll tell you the funny part. If Botas and Button drive for Williams, their names would read as Bort and Butt driving <laughs> for Williams. <laughs> but wait, here's also where it gets extremely funny. So, Philippe Massa, if not with Ferrari, of course, he's not going to go there. He might be on his way to Renault. And I'd, I'd hate to see him go off Formula 1. I mean, I have a soft corner for him. And Brazil is a really big market for Formula 1. And probably Bernie needs a good driver from there. And... I know that Felipe Nasser is not that good driver from Brazil. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just wondering if Kevin Magnussen can expect another email on his birthday next
0: year. <laughs>
1: <Ouch>. <laughs> so Massa has also said that his future could lie in the World Endurance Championship or Formula E.
0: I just think that Felipe Massa could be Formula E's first big signing. If they are listening, they should go sign him up.
1: Go sign them on, you guys! (laughs) I'm sure they're listening, Kunal. Everyone (laughs) listens to us. (laughs) You know, funnily enough, I am just really keen to know what Filipino Masa is up to next. You've been seeing his videos, right? Oh, yes. Amazing stuff. And you know, if Felipe Masa has been closely watching the meteoric rise of the Verstappens he should know that his next big career move should actually be inspired by none other than Jos Verstappen. <laughs> Basically managing his son, Filipino, onto greater things.
0: <laughs> I'd love to see how Massa Jr. makes it. And we still have a lot of teams and drivers to talk about. So Toro Rosso and Red Bull Racing, what are they going to do for 2017? Carlos Sainz, of course, said that his future is uncertain. And he said that he prefers Red Bull Racing over Ferrari. Now, if you gauge them base's current form, I think even Vettel would say that he would prefer (laughs) Red Bull over Ferrari.
1: He's a smart man. Toro Rosso is back to Renault power in 2017. Kunal, what were you saying that Formula 1 is all about reunions? (laughs) And it's just so weird. Toro Rosso is twitchy in everything they do. Right from their chassis to their driver pairings and now even their engines. Oh, yes. And um,
0: I think Red Bull Racing might just stick to these four drivers. Although Danny Kivat is suddenly looking out of contention for everything. Including, <laughs> a, including a seat for 17. That's also because, you know, I've not really read about them speaking about another young driver coming up the horizon. And maybe it means that probably he's not ready.
1: And not to forget for India. Hulkenberg and Perez would be happy to sign on with them again for another season, provided Perez doesn't get Ferrari.
0: Or Hulkenberg doesn't get Ferrari.
1: (laughs) And this will be their fourth year with their team. Talk about consistency. It's quite long, isn't it?
0: I mean, uh, it's interesting. I mean, of course, my former team that I worked with. But lastly, I can't not talk about McLaren.
1: Why would anyone want to sign up with them?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the the silly season of Formula 1 is actually funny if you see it the way we do. And also very, very confusing. So 2017 will see a radical change in Formula 1. And it won't just be for the cars, but it will also be for the driver market. Okay, And I also see it this way that a lot of drivers might not sign new teams for 2017 because you don't know if they will be quick next year as well.
1: But can I wait? There's one more driver we still have to talk about. Perhaps the silliest of them all in this silly <laughs> season. <laughs> Pastor Maldonado. So he says he wants to be back in Formula 1 in 2017. And he says he's been working hard for it. It seems that there is no racing seat available on the grid for him.
0: Thank you. Heavens.
1: Which explains why he has been making pit stop videos with Filipino Massa. Kunal, he is going to join a team as a pit crew.
0: (laughs) And he will pay them money to join them as a pit crew.
1: You heard it here first. (laughs) He also said he's working hard, which means he's probably maybe robbing a bank somewhere to fund his Formula One seat. Or
0: maybe a casino, you know, Ocean's Eleven style.
1: I think Bernie would approve.
0: But that kid, Filipino Masa, I tell you, he has some love in the Formula 1 paddock already.
1: <laughs> and on our podcast, I love him.
0: <laughs> the one driver who I would have loved to see in 2017 would have been Jules Bianchi. And of course, his his family's turned up and said that the drivers are actually afraid to speak their mind in Formula 1. Especially against what happened to Jules in Suzuka. And I think I agree with that. I mean... At the end of the day, the Formula One circus is a very politically connected circus, and you cannot rub somebody the wrong way.
1: The circus is only going to get madder in the next weeks to come. We have six grand prix in eight weeks. Wow, that is unimaginable. It thank is. you to who,
0: <laughs> thank you to whoever made this schedule.
1: Thank you. It is the best time for Formula One fans. Oh yes. The Canadian Grand Prix is just a few days away. And Kunal, I know you have gotten very good with your predictions. So I am going to ask you, what are your predictions for Canada?
0: My prediction is who is going to crash into the wall of the champions. And I think Verstappen might just do that to prove a point.
1: (laughs) I think if anyone has to prove a point, it's Nico Rosberg. So my money is on him.
0: I think the two Mercedeses will have a battle between themselves and with the Red Bull racing cars. And I'm really being hopeful. I'd love to see Ricciardo finally win a race this season.
1: And here's a fun statistic. Lewis Hamilton and Daniel Ricciardo both won their first ever Grand Prix in Montreal. So it's a special place for them. Oh, Yes.
0: And it's more special for Hamilton because Canada is closer to America.
1: And now he has a new Canadian (laughs) fanboy, Justin Bieber on the podium. That is my prediction. (laughs) I hope not. Lewis Hamilton is also on pole in an unlikely place.
0: Or more so likely, actually.
1: (laughs) He is right on top of the Forbes list of the highest paid athletes in the world.
0: Oh yes, and I'm sure he's happy that Rosberg is fourth and fourth in the list of Formula One drivers, but 98th overall.
1: Wow, Rosberg just made it into the list.
0: (laughs) By the way, Fernando Alonso is on the list. That means McLaren is spending a lot of money retaining him, and maybe that's why they're unable to develop their car as well as fast. (laughs) Anyway. So the other interesting statistic is that 8 out of the last 13 Grand Prix's in Canada were won by less than a 3-second margin. So my dear friends and family and all our listeners, you make sure that you tune into to this weekend's Grand Prix come what may. And finally, before we end the podcast, let's applaud The weekend that has gone by for the Rossies, And it's not the Rossi family, but it was Alexander Rossi who won the Indy 500 on debut. Let's remember, he's a Formula 1 reject. And then, of course, Valentino Rossi. He finally won a race in MotoGP as well. Woohoo! Good job! Thank you for tuning in and we will see you post-Canada.